In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is Rob Bradford of WEEI. What's going on, Rob? Oh, uh, let me tell you. Have you guys ever been to AT&T Stadium? No. Have not. In Dallas? No. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I almost swore. Uh, it's, it's, it's enormous. It's enormous. It's like, so I'm sitting outside it right now because obviously there's a big baseball game going on pretty soon, which people in Dallas sort of know. Um, but uh, they're more concerned about this Cowboys game on Sunday. But it, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's, yeah, Jerry Jones. I evidently has the month some money. Anyway, that's well, my quick aside. How are you? Well, no, Rob, I was going to say, I know it probably takes a lot to heat that whole stadium, but you know who could probably do it? Oh, McFarland! McFarland! That's who could probably McFarland. heat that stadium. If they need to yeah, lower their heating do. bills, they could probably make that happen. I, I tell you what, a little-known fact about Tropicana Field, just bear with me, is that the roof is slanted because of air conditioning costs. That's why they, they want to limit the amount of air conditioning they had to put in there. But if it was McFarland, you would have a regular dome at Tropicana Field. So there exactly. you go. Thank no you, problem whatsoever. Shout out McFarland. Uh, all right. Uh, sell me on Craig Breslow because I got to be honest, I'm, I'm lukewarm. <laughs> uh, I will. I, I, <laughs> the most predictable thing in the history of the world. Uh, the, uh, but I, 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 I don't know if I sell you on him, but I, I will because. Yeah, probably not. I, I'll say this. I'll say I'll sell. I'll say this before I, I say why he could potentially be good that we don't know ultimately how he's going to approach trade, how he's going to approach free agency. Is he going to be get, get uncomfortable in those two things and, and get some really notable players in here? Because I think that that's part of the equation. We don't know that. He can be the smartest guy in the world, but we don't know how he's going to approach that. But I, I, the thing I like about Breslow is, I don't know if you guys heard this, he's really smart. It's been, smartest it's guy ever. The, the smartest, smartest in baseball. Guy. He's yes. the smartest guy that ever walked on a turf field, a grass <laughs> field, a basketball court. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, for let's just say this. I don't want to get too political, but this there, there was a member of his Yale baseball team who is running for president right now. I'd much rather mm-hmm. have Craig Breslow as president than this person. So that, of course, is Ron DeSantis. Um, anyway, um, but it's he's he's a guy who, when you talk to him, he's obviously really smart, but he doesn't force it on you. To me, he's a big part of this. He's a great listener. I love I love people who are great listeners who sort of take whatever you say and really think about it and use it for whatever information they need. He does that. He's always done that. But also a big part of this too is that. I know that this has been surfaced, but the, the whole Chris Young analogy, Chris Young being the GM of the Rangers, a guy who played, a guy who went to Princeton, a guy who's smart as well, but has that, that experience as a player. I mean, you, I've had people say this about Chris Young. 
who have worked with him said, yeah, okay, he know he's a smart guy, he knows the analytics, but he also knows what it takes to get through a baseball season. He also knows what it takes to, to build a clubhouse, what that dynamic is like. And I do think that, like, Craig is the same sort of thing, that this guy has gone through it. I mean, he's gone through all kinds of different teams, ton of different teams, and gone through all kinds of managers, gone through all kinds of GMs. And so he understands how the game is played while being really, really, really smart. So there you go. There's my best case for Greg Breslow. Okay, so that sounds very optimistic there. I'm wondering, though, even if he is has the best intentions and these great qualities and a good combination of having experience as a player, having experience in another front office, and then also having the analytics side, is John Henry going to open his wallet and let him spend? Is he going to is there going to be an aggressive push towards spending now that they've built out the prospects, the farm system and all of that? Can they actually refocus on paying for some guys? Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think they went into this offseason and they knew they had to. This is because, you know, the the apathy word is starting to creep in. And and that's one thing you know this ownership group does not want to deal with, did not want to hear. It's part of the reason Bloom isn't here. And so I, I do think that they're, whether it's Yamamoto or whoever it is, they understand that they have to be more aggressive. Now, is it going to be Dave Dombrowski? We're going to pay $40 million more than the next guy for David Price aggressive? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, but, like, but, but Megan, yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, every, that's what everybody's saying. Like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go get back to that. Yeah, you're speaking let's my go. language, Bradfo. Right. And and I'll say this. It wasn't like they didn't spend money last year. They spent, I think, for a collective $70 million in, in contracts last year, just for last year. Um, but it was spread out so much. And you obviously have the Devers thing, so they spent money on that. But what they have to start doing is identifying these foundation guys, Start identifying, whether it's a trade, whether it's free agency, whatever it is. But these foundation guys that they've always had and that people want to invest their time and money and effort and attention to, like that's what they have to do. They have to start finding these guys and, and push away like, okay, great. You've got a good deal on Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen at two years each. That's fine. But go out. Get uncomfortable. Let's go. You know, it's like Otani, Yamamoto, Soto, whoever it is. But this is what, you know, and and Kenley said this, right? Kenley said this, that this Boston should be about stars. And I think that for what people like, for what people are going to pay money to go see, that is a true statement. Uh, Brad Foe, back in September when my good personal friend Hyam Bloom got let go, uh, where was Craig Breslow on the management sort of list? Like, where was he in terms of targets? Was he high on the list at that point, or did it sort of did he did he rise as time went on? And, no, and people said no. Is, I mean, did he rise? Well, people said no. That was the, that was going to be the follow-up. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I think I think first of all, I think Mike Hazen was at the top of the list. He mm-hmm. immediately said no. Um, and then, you know, you go through the list. And, and I think that the whole thing about, well, you know, that was an unappealing job and people turn it down. That was true. I mean, for some. But as a lot of things, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. There were there people, qualified people, who liked the job. Um, you know, I mentioned John Daniels. I thought he would have been a great fit. A lot of people did. And he, I know that he liked the job, but he just, because of where his family was, he wasn't ready to move. But, you know, you do have the Kim Eng thing. That was 
disconcerting, no question about it. She should have been at the top of the list. Uh, you know, if you really like Sam Fold and he said no, that's disconcerting. So to answer your question about Breslow, I think that he wasn't probably near the like the very top of the list, but he's a guy that was intriguing, and once he got in the door, he became even more intriguing. And there's cases like this. I, I give you the example of Kevin Cash, you know, was a guy who was a bullpen coach for Cleveland, and next thing you know, he gets in an interview with, with Tampa Bay, and he has the job. I mean, this stuff happens. So, you know, I, I'm not saying, like, that, that this is, oh, this is, like, the 10th choice, but I think that maybe they stumbled upon a really, really good choice. Again, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to function, but I'll tell you this. For me, it's a better choice than some of the other options, including, by the way, some of these people who turned down the opportunity interview. All right, he's Rob Bradford. Check out his work at WEEI. You can listen to his podcasts, plural, Baseball Isn't Boring and The Bradfoe Show. Uh, Rob, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thanks, Bradfoe. All right, good talking with you all. See you later. All right, you can follow Rob on Twitter at Bradfoe. Uh, if you need more information there, he's uh, at, well, just across, I guess, from AT&T Stadium. Did he just drop a y'all? Uh, did he? He's been in Texas for 10 minutes. I yeah, it's know. true. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's I think true. We, I I'm going to go heard... get some barbecue, y'all. I'll <laughs> yeah. see ya. going to go hit up a drive through liquor store, I y'all. Thought, y'all I, come back now. <laughs> I thought I caught a y'all. I, I missed it. From I, a man who lives in Beverly, Massachusetts. Went right over my <laughs> head. Uh, 617-779-7937. You want to jump in on the Craig Breslow hire? There's Good room with on y'all. the phones. Uh, thank you. One more time. Good talking with y'all. Y'all. He just... He just dropped a y'all. Get along, little doggies. Yeah. <laughs> that is unacceptable, inappropriate from Rob Bradford. Woke society. Uh, we'll get to all your feedback <laughs> here coming that up. didn't quite satisfy me. We are right across from TD Garden, uh, taking you up to the Celtics opener at Scores Boston. Just steps away on Canal Street. You need a spot to stop by before the game. Uh, one of our, uh, our, our listeners out here, Mike, has already stopped by and introduced himself with his family. We have Julia and Dylan giving away lots of WEEI swag. So make sure you come by and grab some of that if you're on your way to the game or you need a spot to watch the game here at Scores Boston. Uh, we'll be here until 7 o'clock, bonus hour. Jones and Mego with Arcan on WEEI. And speaking of the Garden... Things didn't go so well for the Bruins last night. It kind of looked like a certain Game 7 loss a year ago. Mm. Should we be concerned about the Bruins? We'll get to that with your feedback next.